Hello and welcome to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. I'm your host, Tegan Buckley. And before we dive into this week's episode, I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about our podcast and what we do here at MSF. Mallee Sustainable Farming is a farmer-driven organisation specialising in research, development and extension for New South Wales, Victoria and South Australia's low rainfall Mallee region. We started the MSF Farm Talk podcast early 2020 and we proudly bring farmers, researchers and ag industry connections together to chat innovative farming practices to help build a sustainable farming future for our Mallee growers. We love hearing your feedback, so be sure to get in touch. And if you would like to get involved in MSF as a member, be sure to head on over to our website to learn more. You can find out a wealth of information from our library at www.msfp.org.au. Now, on with this week's episode. I'm joined by Dr. Chris Preston to discuss barley grass in the Mallee. We've partnered with the GRDC on this project. Dr. Chris Preston is a professor in weed management at the University of Adelaide, where he works on understanding the management of herbicide-resistant weeds. Hi, Chris, and thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me along. So, Chris, you're doing a fair bit of research in the Mallee on barley grass management and strategies for control. We know that data was minimal from last year's trials due to the conditions, but can you tell us a little bit more on what you're working on this year with MSF? So the work we're doing uh, on barley grass is to really start trying to answer some of the questions about how best you actually manage barley grass in that um, lower rainfall environment. And one of the things that we're aware of is that pastures are a big weakness for barley grass populations. And so what we're looking at is looking at, well, how do you do things better? And what are the strategies you can take? How much is that going to cost you? And is it actually worth doing it? So what we've got is we've got a a sort of a standard um, local situation where it's a a pasture crop rotation. So annual pastures going into crop, back into annual pastures. And we know that that's actually a problematic situation for barley grass, but we've got that there as being our starting point. And then we're looking at a, a range of different Um, strategies that involve um, what happens if we decide to try and really drive our barley grass numbers down really quickly and then you know be able to back off from that does that work Uh, so we've got a situation we've got two years of um, clear field crops um, using using those herbicides with the idea that going into the third year you'd back that off and you'll have cleaned out a lot of the barley grass and you know is that a that an effective way of managing it Um, other strategies we're looking at are um, different types of crop rotations. So in instead of just having cereals and pasture, what happens if you put a canola into that? Um, does that actually help you manage barley grass better? And then we've got a strategy where we're looking at what can we actually do in the pasture space to improve the pastures so that we actually have less barley grass going into the cropping phase. So it's really built around, you know, sort of that sort of range of um, strategies that could be taken that are going from um, relatively low cost to quite high cost. Um, part of the idea to come up with, well, you know, where is the break point? Where, where does profitability in managing barley grass finish? So that's the, the real um, um, guts of the trial that we're trying to run. Yeah, so we're big on maintaining at least 50% ground cover especially out here in the Mallee where we have quite a lot of light soils. 
Chris, what are some techniques that we can uh, work on to control barley grass while maintaining the cover? So the real um, issue we have with um, <clears throat> maintaining the cover is to make sure that you've got um, some ground cover in those crops and pastures that are of the lowest competitiveness. So we're talking really about if you decide to grow lentils, for example, um, as a as a crop or in pastures and I think it's probably best if I just talk about the thoughts about pastures um, with this because um, that's I think the space where most growers can probably make the biggest um, movement towards getting better um, barley grass control while it's still time you know at the same time maintaining that cover that they want. So I think that you know perhaps to go back to basics uh, the problem with um, pastures in the Mallee is that they are often just volunteer pastures so whatever you know they might have a medic base but whatever grows um, is there and the stock eat it and that's all um, all good because they're, they're a relatively cheap way of um, maintaining um, some agricultural activity and uh, stock are pretty profitable at the moment so not a lot of inputs uh, you know good returns um, that really helps balance up the bank um, for the bank so what we've got to do is we've got to think about you know what are the opportunities of doing that better and um, you know really say to everybody I oh, simply need to re your your pastures I don't know that that's actually going to solve the problem because ultimately the barley grass is going to invade again so part of our issue is is that barley grass is quite a valuable uh, feed source, particularly early in the season. And as you say, it gives you that ground cover of protection. Later on in the year in pastures, it's something that we perhaps don't really want because of the uh, the awns on the on the seeds, but it's really valuable early. And so my thinking about this is, well, how do we actually deal with that um, early feed requirement and but not wanting to have the barley grass at the end of the season and try and reduce the numbers. So we've actually built that strategy into um, the trial we're running, where what we looked at was putting in a relatively low um, density of um, barley uh, as an alternative um, feed source early on. And part of the idea of doing that is that you would get that to germinate on the, on the first rains at the same time barley grass comes up, which is why we like barley grass early in pastures because it comes up early. Um, you know, stock could graze on it, but it's going to be a lot easier to manage than barley grass. And so, um, you know, it can be it can be easily removed from the pastures if necessary um, later on in the season, or because it doesn't really cause some of the same issues the barley grass causes. You know, maybe you can just um, uh, keep it there. But the idea is to provide competition against the barley grass and to provide that cover and that feed gap. So that's the, the, the thoughts we've had about how probably it's best to do that in the in the pasture phase. It's not a case that you've got to clean all the grasses out because then of course you won't have that cover. You've got to replace them with something. And what we want for a pasture where we're not wanting to spend a lot of money is what's the cheapest thing that we can put in there that'll fit that bill. So it's really, I think a lot of it's about rethinking pastures particularly when they're you know annual pastures as part of a rotation and instead of treating them as a pasture maybe treating them more as a crop and so that you're trying to get the the best out of them without actually interfering with everything else that you're trying to do um, with that particular paddock into the future so that's that's probably you know 
your best technique rather than say using a lot of herbicides to try and get rid of barley grass. I mean, we want to maintain the herbicides more for our cropping um, part of the operation so that you've got those crops that are free of barley grass. And if you're growing cereals, well, you're not then worried about um, ground cover. So, you know, there are other, other options available, um, but most of the other options for controlling barley grass other than, than herbicides and competition are really challenging to put into place uh, because one, barley grass sets seed really early. So trying to deal with barley grass seed set is, is always troublesome. Um, you know, many, I think many people who are managing pastures would realise that when they're trying to, um, to pasture top for barley grass, it, it gets a bit challenging to get it right. And then, you know, um, grazing and, and, and some, you know, other um, physical techniques don't really cut it with barley grass either. Yeah, so there's the whole thing about spending a bit more now on pesky weeds like barley grass to save for the future, but really that depends on, I guess, what our listeners are wanting to achieve as well. Do you have any other viable or sustainable strategy examples? Well, I think that this is where the, the work we're doing might really give some um, some opportunities for you know growers to have a bit of a look and say, you know, can I do it better for not much more money? I mean, we are actually looking at, can you do it really well? But we know that that's going to cost a lot of money, you know. So we've got, um, you know, things like sakura in wheat, um, for example, which we know give us good barley grass control, but it's also pretty expensive. Um, down into the future, that might become a cheaper option and then growers can, can adopt it. So it is really about getting that balance right. Um, and the I think the big question perhaps to think about, is it worthwhile spending a few dollars on your pastures so you don't have to put secure in your wheat or is it better off for you, for your particular farmer going well i'm not going to worry about that and when i come to the um, cereal phase i'm just going to spend the money in the cereal phase and deal with the barley grass then one of the things i think we need to be cognizant of when making those decisions is what's actually happening with the barley grass in our on our farm um, you know, what's happening with numbers that we're building up these big weed seed banks that are going to get really, really costly to manage if we're just going to spend all the money in the cropping phase. And then the other thing that we're seeing um, with barley grass is we're seeing resistance come in, uh, particularly to um, the group A and some of the group B herbicides. So that's going to, again, make the whole management of barley grass uh, much more challenging. So I don't, I mean, I think that the answer for different growers is going to be different about how they want to handle this. But I certainly see that, you know, if we can show that we are in a better place by spending a little bit more money in one of our cropping phases or pasture phases, so we don't have to spend it somewhere else, um, you know, then that'd be money well invested. But it's going to be, let's see what happens next year. Thank you so much, Chris. Can you quickly highlight what your top three takeaways are for farmers in the Mallee when it comes to barley grass? Oh, look, I think the, the, the number one is that if you don't want to have barley grass in your um, crops, you've got to make sure you don't have barley grass in your pastures. Um, so, you know, getting that management right in the pasture um, whether that's um, as you're leading up into cropping, so you're, you're crop topping, um, processes you're leading up into cropping so you get it out of your pasture is the it's probably the number one for for mallee growers so 
because we just understand that that pasture is the is the real problem. And I think the the, the second um, real you know sort of thinking about management of um, barley grass is it's, it's going to be about rotations. Um, pasture cereal, pasture cereal, pasture cereal rotation is going to be challenging. You're going to have to have a bit more diversity in that if you really want to get on top of barley grass. Um, so, you know, think about the opportunity of putting a different crop in once in a while that just gives you some different tools so that we don't, you know, drive the barley grass to resistance. And I think the third um, takeaway is just knowing where you're sitting with your barley grass in each of the paddocks, how much have you got, how problematic it is, you know, when do you have to actually pull the trigger? So I think they're the, probably the, the three things that I would say that if you got on top of those three, um, you'd probably get on top of barley grass. Oh, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the podcast soon. Yes, thank you very much. And I'm, I'm hoping that we will have an opportunity perhaps to go and look at some stuff later in the year. Um, it's, been a, it's been a funny old year this year. Don't forget to share this episode with a mate if you took some value away from it and be sure to subscribe, rate and review our podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.